0: Hey guys, welcome to the new episode of Automated Seller Podcast. We have a new special guest, Ben Ryan Schwartz. Hi, Ben. How are you?
1: I'm good, Jacob. Thanks so much for having me today.
0: Sure. It's great to have you here. Ben, uh, I know that you are a VP of Growth at EVA. And uh, we'll be talking actually about EVA. We'll be talking about your position and your, um, your main job as a VP of Growth at EVA. But first, maybe uh, you could introduce yourself a little bit to the audience. Tell a little bit of your background. How did how did you get actually to ecom space at the first place? And uh, yeah, how did you how did you end up working later as a VP of growth at Diva?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I have a really, uh, I guess my my path and journey has been really unique. Um, I actually started my career, believe it or not, actually in the entertainment industry, and it wasn't until I got into my I guess my thirties that I kind of transitioned out into the retail and e-comm space. Um, so I started in traditional brick and mortar retail, uh, for Apple, believe it or not at the, at the store level.
0: And okay. then from
1: there I kind of, uh, I, you, my... you
0: are the, the actual Apple genius or, or,
1: yeah, so I was not an Apple genius. I actually was what they call an expert at the Ex- store. Okay. So it was kind of like a senior sales associate. So
0: Got it. I Got started,
1: it. started my career there. I had an opportunity to go up to Cupertino. And actually work on some special projects which was super exciting um after apple i worked for um, several other uh, luxury brands and then eventually transitioned into e-com when i went to amazon so i was at amazon i actually worked on the global marketplace specifically with brands and sellers that were looking to uh, expand over into europe Uh, then i had the opportunity to work at amazon fresh through the whole foods acquisition um, after leaving Amazon, though, I've actually been fortunate and honored to kind of you know, work in a variety of different uh, roles and companies within the e-com space. Um, so I worked at an Amazon agency. I ran the Amazon business for one of the largest 3 P sellers here in the U.S. Then I was in fulfillment and logistics, ad technology, inventory management. Uh, and now I'm here at EVA. Um, okay. It's funny because I once had a colleague uh, dub me an e-commerce athlete uh and I, <laughs> you, I, I, you've done it like, all <laughs> yeah i was like that's a really apropos apropos title which is uh, uh which has been really exciting because i think e-commerce over the past several years has really accelerated yeah, and too. to be able to understand kind of all the various components that not only go into an e-commerce business but understand how the, all the pieces fit together um i think is incredibly crucial and really important um you know for brands and sellers to understand a- as they want to grow uh, and that's kind of, believe it or not, actually what, what, what brought me to Eva. Uh, so I, I've been lucky and I've actually worked for startups in the past. And one of the things that really excites me about startups is the ability uh, to build things. Oh, yeah. uh, and so, you know, this particular opportunity allowed me to kind of tap into all my areas of expertise. And so I feel like every day I'm like peeling back the onion. Uh, I'm looking at all the various different, you know, pieces, and then I'm assembling the puzzle.
0: That's awesome, and and actually, Ben, for the actual Amazon itself, like, how how long did you work there?
1: So I was at Amazon uh, a little over t- uh, two years.
0: Two years, got it. But still, I think that you gain a lot of experience and contacts that they later on accelerate your career path, right? Yeah,
1: I, I think I, I I think for me that the core thing that I learned at, at Amazon really comes back to some of the leadership principles. So really being customer obsessed. Uh, you know, and then I'd say the big thing specifically from like a a growth and strategy perspective is kind of working backwards. Uh, I think it's, it's really incredibly important that if you understand the outcome that you're trying to achieve, then you can, by working backwards, you can then start to identify what are all the various things that have to happen in order to make this thing, uh, in order to be able to execute, you know, ultimately Mm -hmm. what it is that you're looking to accomplish, whether it is identifying what are the blockers, what are the challenges, uh, what are the opportunities, uh, and then ultimately kind of aligning yourself, you know, with the right people who can execute.
0: That, that's 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 for sure. And actually, speaking of, of people, uh, I know that we talked a little bit about it before we actually recorded. Right, that you have seen uh, my posts about the automated seller podcast. People I've actually had episodes with. We spoke a little bit about the con- um, how they called um, conferences. And actually, I I was I I wonder during your whole career, like, um, how is it in the ecom space and Amazon, especially uh, about like those those people that you met. Like, is it that there's like a huge community of people? Is it that at every conference you actually meet new people, or is it actually like a close group of of uh, companies and people who are there? Like, I, I'm really wondering actually because I'm here for for again one and a half years, just specifically speaking Amazon, and I already. Started to see the actual same companies and people across different uh, conferences, but you are there for much longer, right? So I, I'm really curious how's it from your perspective.
1: Yeah, I, I think the Amazon community. It's this is going to sound uh, this is going to sound contrarian. Uh, I think that's the right word. Um, but like the community is very big, but it's also very small. Uh, and and what I mean by that is. I, I think with a lot of these conferences that are out there, you you do tend to see the same people because they've been able to establish themselves as experts in their field, and they're able to offer solutions that have stand the test of time. I think one of the one of the things that you see a lot in e-commerce. Um, specifically is, you know, just like you have, you know, brands and, and sellers popping up every day, you also have lots of e-commerce companies as well that are popping up. But it's, it's those that truly kind of understand the Amazon ecosystem that truly are solving problems and then are also evolving. Their service offerings are the ones that tend to uh, kind of remain at, at the end of the day. And so I think that's one reason why. Um, mm-hmm. you're you're kind of seeing the same people day in and day out. Now, that being said, I think the Amazon community is incredibly welcoming. I, I think for the very thing that I just mentioned, which is there are new sellers that, uh, you know, people and entrepreneurs, you know, that are every day that are joining Amazon. And so as they're on their Amazon journey, they're, they are going to need assistance. Uh, and so then if you also think about, how rapidly Amazon is expanding, you know their own service offering and and the data that they're making available via API., uh, you have maybe some newer entrepreneurs that are identifying there is some white space. And sure. so they're recognizing that, oh, no, there's no tool out there right now that's solving this problem. so maybe so maybe we will. So I think then going back to your comment about like the conferences and the people that you're seeing, I think you're always going to see kind of a combination of both you're going to see the same faces but you're also going to see new faces whether that is on the provider side or or on the seller side but i think the other thing that's also exciting about these conferences the fact that you are seeing the same people day in and day out it also kind of becomes an opportunity to uh to engage with your community uh you know I, i think you know, friendly competition is great. But at the end of the day, I think we're all here for the same reason, which is we want to be of service. We want to help brands and sellers be successful.
0: Surely, surely. I, I also really like your, your, your actually um, comment on, on, on the new approaching it's right? Uh, specifically speaking of the SPAP. I mean, that, that was the case for us, actually. We just saw the need for um custom work for for our agency like i I literally just dropped one one video no one really recorded such a video back then that was on the old api mws i just literally showed how easy it is to con. back then it wasn't actually that easy but i showed how how to do it step by step like how to pull simple orders and put them to google sheets and people started to reaching out to us right i was like okay there's so many different software solutions out there already but still like people um have new ideas every single day on different solutions, right? And now I'm really curious actually to hear about the Eva, I know that Eva is a software company, I actually checked your website and you're actually guys crushing it. I also uh, saw you on so many different conferences. So I would love to hear little bit about a uh, little bit about eva actually today so tell me please um ben um what's eva core mission and maybe core features so like the actual solution like how do you help sellers in the uh, community
1: yeah absolutely so eva we are an e an ai powered e-commerce optimization platform as well as a service provider and i'd say our core focus is that we want to simplify operations. We want to help brands expand their market share and grow their business profitably. Uh, and so we we kind of tackle that uh, in a variety of ways. So kind of the, at the core uh, of what we do and what we build is our platform. And so within the platform itself, um, you can integrate you know your your stores. So in this case, it would be Amazon. And as you kind of mentioned from like the API perspective, there's a lot of available data. Uh, in these APIs, whether it's the Seller API, the Vendor API, the Advertising API. And so what we do is we bring in all of this data and the core goal is that we want to provide kind of an integrated solution first for analytics. So that way, you know, you truly understand what is going on with the business, not just at a high level, but then also at a more granular level. So that means your sales, your expenses, your advertising costs, your inventory, because all of that's going to tie into you know what I met, mentioned is kind of one of the, our core mission, which is about profitability. So that's part number one. And then I'd say part number two, uh, then outside the platform, then is also how we can provide additional value add, and that's through an augmentation of our services. So services could be related to refund recovery, whether you're a seller or you're on vendor, you're on the vendor side, if you're looking for advertising assistance, content and design, and even three PL. Um, and, and so I think that's one of the things I think that makes us unique. I'd say having been on the agency side in the past, most agencies are have been created and really evolve around services. They're not necessarily a tech company. What's interesting about yes. Eva is that we are a tech company first that just happens to also offer additional services. And these services evolved based on the needs uh, and wants and desires of our customers.
0: I, I really like it. I, actually, this is ki- kind of the the um, maybe approach that I, I try to sell our services to agencies, right? Because like, th- I mean, this is very interesting because you, you're literally having your own software, but at the same time, you're actually um, doing like the agency services, so you don't have to pay um, Extra to use any other software. You just you, you just have everything end to end. So I think it, it's great. But there are so many different agencies, right? Then that they, they are using a bunch of different softwares. Probably a lot of agencies are using also your software. But I think what's um, actually valuable, um, and the reason why actually people invest, for example, into custom software is that if they build something that they own they are they will be actually they will be become a technological company right so which you are in this case so i think that's actually great and i think that that was definitely involved in the business plan from the scratch i think that's just a great a great execution right right there but yeah, yeah. I, I really like it
1: what i was also going to say too i i think the other core thing um To to kind of keep in mind is having been on the seller side as well, and you probably understand this, you know, being a developer as well, is there are so many tools that exist that are out there. The challenge is, is that as a brand or as a seller, how do you know which tools to use? You know, is it really sustainable to use 13 different tools to run your Amazon business? Our perspective is no, it's not. And so that's kind of why, when we think about our platform and kind of the investments that we're making, if we can solve the problem of making, of enabling brands and empower them to be less reliant on seller central, which is the main hub for most people, but it's also limiting based on currently what it provides, how can you create a platform that the various different teams in an e-com business can operate off of uh, that actually helps them not only execute their jobs more efficiently and effectively but then also kind of acts as as the core hub that enables you to make those strategic decisions for your business so I'd say long term that's kind of one of the visions that we have
0: hmm mm-hmm. that's that's actually that's actually awesome and now uh, Ben I would love to hear a little bit actually about your role. So I know that you are vice president of growth, but um, a lot of listeners might not really know what's behind that, right? So I would love <laughs> to talk a little bit about actually about um, your role. I mean, literally like your your daily job day to day. Like uh, I, I assume that you're expanding Eva. Uh, you're also doing some kind of acquis- client acquisitions, but this is not like a sales officer so i would love to hear um yeah what are your day-to-day job
1: yeah well my day-to-day can change depending on the needs of the business <laughs> uh that's actually part of that's that's i think that's part of the excitement of, of doing a role like this specifically i'd say in a startup where you have to be incredibly nimble and flexible it, it's uh,
0: actually and- even a startup so, sorry because i i think you're already like profitable and doing pretty well, right? Yeah
1: so, yeah. so I think there's different phases of startups. So you have, uh, so I'd say we're probably at the, at the growth phase, you know, no pun intended, mm-hmm. uh, the growth slash scale up phase, uh, you know, of, of our evolution. So, cause we've been around, uh, I believe since 2020 though, I think the ideas and the seeds of the company, uh, started back in 2019, similar to yourself. Um, and and so I'd say specific as we think about this growth function, um, it's relatively, I don't want to say, well, it's relatively new in terms of, I think, how people are executing it, but I don't think that necessarily the role itself hasn't existed in the past. I think it was a combination of a variety of other different roles. And I think what what folks are recognizing is, is that rather than having a little bit of everybody do this role, you need to have a core owner of the the role as well as the responsibilities. So to kind of boil that down for for those that are, you know, watching us today, I'd say the core thing uh, when I think about uh, my main focus, it's on acquisition, expansion, and retainment. So as you kind of mentioned, it's not uh, necessarily solely focused on traditional sales. Obviously, if we think about the main metric revenue, you know, is something, of course, that I would be, you know, accountable for. Uh, and so when I think about acquisition, it's yes, how do we go out and not only create more brand awareness for who Eva is, the problems that we solve, and then bringing those new customers in the door, but it's also about looking at our existing customers and saying, okay, are we continuously adding value to their business? What other um, what are their areas, uh, perhaps could they be having problems or challenges with that we can help solve as well as making sure, you know, are we keeping customers happy? Are they continuously staying with us or are they leaving us? Sure. And so within that, then I kind of have to look at all the various parts of the business to say, are we doing a good job or are we not doing a good job? And so this is a highly cross-functional role. Oh yeah. Um, So I'm working day in and day out with sales, with marketing, with customer success, with finance, with product. And Mm -hmm. so for a lot of companies in the past, they haven't necessarily had that person who's kind of looking at both the inputs and outputs of what these individual teams are doing and looking at it through the lens of are we all aligned to make sure that we are executing on the things that are going to help us achieve our core mission?
0: Uh, it's connecting so- a lot of dots and facts together so i i really like it it's it's kind of like a thing i do but obviously not on such a scale like we are much smaller but but like i i fully fully understand like what it takes to actually do those things and it's it's really hard because all of those teams probably they 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 they, they are separate i mean obviously you need to connect and keep the communication flow between them but i just know that sometimes like Especially like product team has something different in mind, and then um, custom as they have different things in mind, and then of course the marketing also like is, is is doing completely different things. So I know how important it is to, to to do this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I and I think like you said that that's kind of the challenge. So you know like like a lot of companies now we are a remote company and we're global, so we're working across time zones, we're working working mm-hmm. across geographies. But everyone is executing independently so the question is is that how do you maintain the the work the the flow of work uh as well as making sure that everything that we're doing as i mentioned before it everything is aligned to uh what it is that we're looking to achieve and that means constantly having to reprioritize or deprioritize because like most companies everyone has a finite amount of resources and bandwidth so I'd say the core thing is, are we focusing on the right things at the right time?
0: Got it. Got it. I, I, I like it. And uh, Ben, actually, if I can ask you, because I assume right now, especially it's not like uh, it was Amazon like 10, 10 years ago. Like there were not that many software uh, solutions out there. So pretty much, if if someone wanted to use a software, there were just there were just not so many options back then. But now it's, it's it's I think different. It's it's more like if you go to any of the conferences and you see the booths, almost every booth or almost every second booth is actually a software company. So I'm actually curious, what's your um, or not opinion, but maybe the best uh, acquisition channel at the moment to to get new sellers use Eva right or like the the best strategy is it like a free trial is it like actually going and, and posting on social media maybe those are conferences i'm 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 really curious to to hear your thoughts right now because definitely the competition is is there it's strong so I'm really curious or if it's a secret you obviously you don't have to share <laughs> but like <laughs> i'm I'm personally like really curious.
1: Yeah, well, I th- I think you're right. I I think uh, acquisition is incredibly challenging because there are, you know, s- you know, such a large amount of tools that not only currently exist but are constantly coming out. I-, I think really what it comes down to when I think about acquisition is what is the problem that you're solving and what is the the value that you are bringing. I think gone are the days of scheduling a demo and showing somebody the power of your platform, in my opinion, that's not necessarily what's going to close a deal. Um, it, it really is, you know, understanding at its, at its true core. And I know we've used this word core a lot, so I apologize to the viewers, <laughs> but it's, it's a really like, it's really engaging and understanding what are the problems that brands are facing. You know, one of the things that, you know, I've been doing is chatting with brands and I'm saying, how was your 2023? Uh, there were lots of challenges for brands in 2023 the challenges that first existed and came to light during the pandemic some of them you know still exist there there are halo effects on it so the question i'm always asking is what were your challenges in 2023 what were your successes what were your obstacles and then how are you thinking about 2024 so i I think about putting aside like the acquisition channel for a second it's do you really understand uh, what the, what the pain points that currently exist that are out there, you know, for brands in the market. Uh, and what you might end up finding out is yeah, different businesses are going to be based on their size and scale. The, the pro some of the problems might be the same, but meaning in terms of, if you think about, um, you know, the core of what most brands typically encounter on Amazon is the core challenge. It's either a traffic problem or a conversion problem. But as you drill in a little bit deeper, then you can start to identify like where within that traffic or where within that conversion problem really needs, you know, the guidance and assistance. Is it images? Is it, is it content? Is it description? Is it organic sales? Is it SEO? Mm-hmm. And so I think once you can identify specifically what those, what the problem is, then it's a matter of making sure like, how are you educating consumers on it? Uh, Or or I should say, how are you, not your consumer, but I guess, how are you educating your your customer? And so, you know, I I also did a survey at the end of 2023 asking people, existing customers, as well as even prospects, where do you get your information? Uh, And it was actually really interesting because uh, you'll laugh because this kind of goes back to one of your earlier questions. A lot of them get their information, believe it or not, from conferences. So a lot of them are going to conferences. So that can be a great acquisition channel. Some of them are getting it from LinkedIn. Some of them are getting it from newsletters. Um, and so I, I think as a software company, what, one of the things that we're always looking at is we want to be able to meet the customer or our, our buyer, let's just say where they want to be met. And so again, if it's LinkedIn, if it's a conference, if it's an email, If it's a Facebook group, you know, we're we're investing in all of those channels. But at the same time, we're also evaluating the outcomes of these channels, because what we may end up finding out is the customers that we acquire, maybe maybe they don't go on those channels. And so going back to what I said before about finite resources, we have to be strategic with how we spend our time because there is an investment, whether it's a financial investment or a time and resource investment.
0: yeah, yeah. I, I I, just want to say that that's actually like I would literally answer this question like exactly the same, right? Like start, starting from beginning, I think it's the most important thing. It's just that getting new clients nowadays, right? Getting new users is basically by solving their problems um, in, in our case, for example, I mean, it's actually actually a little bit simpler because we don't have the products so the competition is not that big um so in our case was and i did this interview a lot with our clients when i just asked them simply like hey how did you found out about us why did you decide to work with us and they they all actually said the same thing which is you solved the particular problem of like for example getting data from the api or doing the particular code with think and you actually show this um, on a YouTube video or on in a blog post. And then we decide, and we, we saw, okay, like, you know how to do that. Now we'll just pay you for the execution, right? Because we are certain that you will do that for us. So I solve the, the problem, they, they are paying for 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 solving this problem. And basically, that's how we are helping them. And then in the end, uh, in our case, we just have two or three um, channels that we um, invest into right? So those are mostly blog, um, YouTube, uh, and now like a podcast, basically, because this is a kind of anything new thing I'm, I'm still testing. But like, we, we already got the ROI, like people actually love to hear about the, the solutions and, and problems here. So um, yeah, and I think that that's a, something that is very important. Because obviously, nowadays, when it comes to the growth of a company, there's so many different channels, like you can start a newsletter, you can go and uh, yeah go do to different conferences, you can post on social media, go and create your own Facebook group, like there, are tons of different ways of of, of doing it. But uh, as you just said, you, you need to know where to put most of your resources and what gives you the the best ROI, and just focus on those. So uh, I really like your your answer here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think the other thing too is when we go when you if we go back to talking about like the solving problems and the value. You know, one of the big things that that we kind of were thinking about at the end of 2023 is. Going back to, you know, our our mission of simplifying operational complexity, um, you know, dominating market share and helping businesses grow profitably, we were really thinking about, okay, this is what our core mission is. How do we make this accessible and more attainable uh, and more affordable for more folks? So like just at the end of last week alone, uh, we decided to actually create a brand new offering for, 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 for brands and sellers that are out there, regardless of where they are in their evolution, whether they're, you know, just starting out, you know, and launching or whether they're more established. So going back to the idea of value, we realized that, Hey, how can we democratize, uh, and enable more people to better understand their data. And so we launched this new plan, uh, regarding profit analytics. And we said for $25 a month we're going to let anyone who has an Amazon store sign up for Eva. And so Mm -hmm. all the, you know, so all the power uh, of the insights that we currently have available, we want it so that we want it to essentially give the opportunity and make it more accessible. So we've launched this new plan. People can connect their store and again for $25 a month, which is less than a dollar a day, they can understand, is my I th- by
0: the way I, th- I think it's actually very good price just 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 to tell you like just a power bi itself costs i think something around that but you still need to create the dashboards create the connector and so on right so just the license for bi tool already um costs that and if you have a whole analytics for $25 per month that that's a huge huge value
1: yeah well because that's the thing too i mean there like you said the the cost to get access to this data can be incredibly expensive and, and not only that, but if you were to go into Amazon and, and download all these reports, you know, and then manually do the reconciliation and your formulas, that takes time and a lot of effort. And the thing is that Amazon moves at a clip at a, at a fast pace. And so, so do ecom businesses. So how do we make it easier for them to make better and informed decisions for their business? And so that was, you know, is part of our growth strategy. I said, how, how can we help more brands? How can we do it more efficiently and how can we do it more effectively? And so, you know, super excited, like I mentioned, you know, to have launched, you know, this plan last week.
0: Sure. that That's awesome. And now actually, uh, Ben, I, I would love to hear, let's say top three, because obviously, I, I, as I also saw in a website, you have a lot of different features, a lot of different options, uh, but most likely there are at least top three features that most of the customers come to you, right? Like you need to have the like at least like top one or two things that people actually decide and say, okay, I, I want to try Eva, and this is the main reason I go here. And then the rest actually is uh, just kind of like the addition, which is like great to have, right? So I I wonder what's the what are those best features that you offer at Eva that's like yeah. a game changer for you?
1: Yeah. So I'd say uh, you know obviously I, I guess I was pre. Uh, uh more uh, what's the word I'm looking for I guess I spoke too soon but one of them obviously is the is the profit analytics piece so that was always it. kind of the the foundation um of the platform especially right when you log in so we decided how do we like I said how do we make it more accessible we created a specific plan uh that again can give everybody access to it so I say that's kind of a core function um uh and a kind of a a a, a main feature or or uh a main value add that I think uh, a lot of folks are seeing benefit with, with Eva. I'd say second is dynamic pricing. So, you know, years ago when we think about pricing, a lot of it was just focused on, you know, how do I maintain the buy box? I think back then it was all about, I got to win the buy box. So I need to adjust my price, by a penny here, a penny there to make sure that I'm, that I'm constantly, you know, generating sales. Uh, But I think that's really evolved. And so we have a concept called dynamic pricing. And so dynamic pricing uh, is another, I'd say, key feature. And so the idea behind it is, you know, how do we make sure that the price is optimal at the time of, the, of, of, of intent and purchase? And so we're looking at a variety of different factors. We're looking at time of day, we're looking at seasonality, we're looking at other, uh, other sales indicators uh, that we have based on an individual uh, seller's account. Um, we're looking at inventory levels. We're looking at advertising strategy. And so dynamic pricing, I'd say is another, is another key feature that we have. And then I'd also say, you know, reimbursement recovery, as I mentioned, uh, you know, recovering, you know, money from Amazon, whether you're a vendor or you're a seller, it's incredibly time consuming. Uh, and, uh, we want to make that easier, um, for, for sellers. And so that's something then they can, uh. Essentially, work with our team on or be like, "Hey, you know what? Let's work with a team that can kind of focus on that. And then you know we're very lucky and fortunate that I think I believe we have a ninety eight percent success rate. We're finding about mm-hmm. 20 percent more eligible claims compared to competitors. We also have best in industry rates. Um, the other cool the other cool thing is uh, if you end up if you are a platform user and you decide to bundle in reimbursement recovery, you actually even get an additional discount. On our reimbursement recovery fee, because when you think about it, if we can help you recover more money and more money goes back into your pocket as an Amazon brand or seller, not that now means you have more working capital that you can invest back in your business. So that could be buying more inventory or um, allocating that towards your advertising budget. So I think those those are, are, are I'd say, three key things um, that we see our customers leveraging day in and day out.
0: Got it. Got it. Thanks a lot for this, actually. Yeah, that's that's yeah, Um, th- those are really good. Like, I would say golden features. And I, I can actually think about them, like speaking of, of our business, that like, when people come to us, usually like each of those three is like a completely different software project. So I really like that your platform actually brings together and combine those different things. And in, in the end, it's kind of like a ecosystem of different software products all combined on like one platform. Um, so so I really like this. Um and, and that actually brings me to another question. Of course, like um I, I I really um appreciate if you are like as transparent as you can and as your NDA says, right? But like what's the biggest problem is that like people are coming to us for example is that they think that like building the, the software is like su- super cheap right like they come to us and some of them they are like literally asking like hey build us like a next jungle scout like they, they literally do that and they say okay i want to have custom analytics custom repricing tools and so on and so on like tens of different software solutions and and, and they, they, they come to us with like a budget of like five thousand dollars for example right like and i'm always telling them that that first of all like this is just not possible that if if someone goes to us and they ask us to build like a whole um bunch of tools from scratch to 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 the same level as jungle scout because jungle scout is like a huge company with like hundreds of employees millions um uh, of of uh, dollars like uh, already invested into those solutions right and um basically like my my question is is overall like speaking of eva like as a platform as a software right like how much effort overall does it take like you already said that the company was kind of like in the ideas starting from like 2019 then it was created in 2020 i don't know if it's like a vc backed uh, but probably like you had some initial fund to 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 build the software right like how much time sorry effort people, skills, um, et cetera, it takes to to build such a a company, right? Like, I I really like to hear your opinion here, because whenever I'm telling this to to our clients, they they, they say, okay, no, you're too expensive. And they go into like Upwork or Fiverr, and they think that everything is possible to to just do with like one or two freelancers.
1: Yeah, so I'd say I'd boil it down to to like three things. I think one is focus. Uh, So as a company, you know, we... We knew from from day one what was the long term vision and goal that we were trying to build, and so in order to execute on that vision, you have to be focused. I think it's very easy to be distracted by the big new shiny object. As I mentioned before, you know Amazon is always coming out with new things. There's also new channels that are always coming up. You know, uh, when I think about you know even after Amazon, of course, then you have Walmart but then you have newer channels like Shein or Timu. Uh, and so it's great to want to all of a sudden like, let's do this or let's do that. But the, the, the thing is, is that if you don't focus on the, the main objective and you get distracted, it means the quality of the work that you're doing is going to suffer. So I would say focus is incredibly important. That would be point number one. Point number two is, is especially in a, in, a, in a startup environment, is you need to have agile teams that are okay working in an environment of ambiguity. Um, startups are not for everyone. I've worked for several, uh, and they it, it's they're 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 challenging because it's as you kind of we mentioned at the beginning. Uh, every day is not going to be the same. You're going to have a new challenge. You know you're working especially in technology. Things break. You know working with APIs, it's very delicate you know, whether it's your API or a partner's API, it requires a lot of attention. And so having teams that can be really agile, uh, I think is incredibly important. So that way uh, they can jump in when they need to be, solve the problem and then pivot right back out to what they were working on. Um, So I think agile teams is equally important. And then I'd say number three is actually global expertise. Uh, You know, e-commerce is not just a US You know type of industry it's not just you know a european based industry it's a global industry and so what that means then is there's a lot of global talent and expertise that exists out that that is out there and so for us you know that's kind of the 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 lens in which we view it we want to be able to tap into uh and leverage the best expertise that exists whether it's on engineering whether it's in sales whether it's in marketing even whether if it's in you know executive leadership because we believe that by leveraging global expertise it is going to benefit our customers and so uh to wrap it all up i would say it comes down to focus agile teams and global expertise
0: exactly so in in the end all of those things combined, like those are huge resources to even start off building, like the next software company, which, which in the end can easily scale and then acquire new new customers, right? Like you, you need all of those free to do for, for success.
1: Yeah, and I and of course, obviously, you need capital as well. I mean, those are the obvious ones. But I, again, it doesn't necessarily matter, you know, how much money you have if the teams themselves can't execute then you'll never be able to scale
0: truly surely um yeah ben i have one more question actually for for you um pretty much like a success story i mean again you said about those key free features that clients comes to you let's just focus on one it can be reimbursement it can be uh, repricing or maybe analytics if you could share like the biggest success story of one of your clients, I think maybe the best would be about either dynamic pricing or reimbursement, like how much of the um, money was made using Eva?
1: Yeah, so I don't have a reimbursement. uh... I don't have a reimbursement example at my fingertips, um, but I I did just get an email this morning from a member of our customer success team. So that was the one that I'm thinking, like top of mind, that I can share with you. And this actually ties back into profit analytics, believe it or not. Um, So we had a brand, a home brand, uh, that had reached out to us, I guess right right around the holiday season, uh, and they were having a significant amount of challenges when it came to organic sales and advertising. And so our team kind of dove in, we did an audit on the business and kind of understand where there were a lot of, uh, I would say, uh, optimizations needed. And so through a combination of using AI as well as our services team, uh, we were successful in decreasing their ACoS and uh, TACOs by 50%. We were able to grow sales by 60% well, while, oh, wow. while keeping their expenses the same. Uh, and so again, this, I believe this brand's only been working with us for about like two months or so. Uh, and so just in such a short period of time, we were able to have a significant impact on their business. Uh, and Those again,
0: are insa- insane numbers.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and so here's the thing too, that I, I think is a key differentiator for us. And it goes back to what I mentioned before about, you know, using AI as well as human services, you know, it's very easy with a lot of tools that are out there, specifically on the advertising side, um, where you go into this platform, you can set up your rules, and then you kind of set it and forget it. Uh, and that's great, but the, the thing is, is that AI is only as good as the person who set the parameters. And so that's kind of the approach that that we've taken is. Yeah, we want to use AI, but there also needs to be a, a a person who is driving it, who is actively involved in the business. And so the results that we were able to achieve were were able to we were able to do that because of just our approach that we yeah, take as a
0: combination. Yeah, yeah, got it. Nice, very nice. Ben, thanks a lot actually uh, for for the nice interview. I think that um, our audience here learned a lot, like I did. So uh, thanks a lot for for coming here on the show. The last thing, uh, Ben, maybe is if you could share some of the information, if people have some questions to you, where people can find you, um, how people can try Eva. Um, Yeah, I would really appreciate your information here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'd say the easiest place to, to find Eva is on our website, which is Eva. That's E-V-A dot guru. That's G-U-R-U. So Eva.guru is uh, the best place to learn more information about who we are and what we do. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn. Uh, so Ben Ryan Schwartz, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, and then I'd say in terms of, you know, trying out the, uh, you know, the, the, the software as well as the service, uh, with some of the new pricing plans that we just launched last week, specifically our profit analytics plan, which we call, uh, the essential, and then our dynamic pricing plan, which we call the growth plan. We actually, each of those come with uh, a trial. So the essential plan comes with a seven day free trial and our dynamic pricing plan called the growth plan comes with a 14 day trial. Um, all you need to do is go to the website, uh, connect in your store. Uh, I believe we do not collect any, any credit card information up front, which is great. So you just connect your store. You can try out the service. Um, we also offer complimentary, uh, consultations as well as PPC audits. Uh, again, at the end of the day, whether you're a brand just launching on Amazon or you're a more established brand who maybe is encountering some challenges and looking for. Uh, a strategic partner, we we would love to have the opportunity to be there and assist your your business, not just on Amazon but also on other channels that we support.
0: Awesome, thanks Ben. I will make sure to um input like in- include those informationals in a in a description of this uh, episode. So, thanks a lot guys for watching. Um, thanks Ben for coming. and yeah, bye bye.
1: Thanks so much for the opportunity.